Hey everyone, welcome to the Dishes and Doctrine audio blog. This is Rachel, your host, and wow, it has been a while. Um, This is episode 44, and I think episode 43 came out maybe back in June sometime, so it's been a a little while. Uh, We've been packing a lot into the last few months of the summer. We've been doing some traveling and spending time outside before it gets cold. Now we're back into the swing of things with school, and of course, All sorts of the fall things start up again, the new schedules, and I'm actually sitting here looking out the window right now, and some of the leaves on the trees are turning to red and orange already, so time keeps marching on. One of the things that I was able to do just recently was kind of a whirlwind 36 hours. My friend Katie and I drove from the Pennsylvania mountains to the quaint towns of New England to visit a mutual friend for the day. And as is typical of most close friendships, we never ran out of words the entire time. We ate pizza and salads and smoothies. We giggled at the massage chairs during our pedicures, and we shared the deeper struggles of our hearts as mamas and wives late into the night. Now, we couldn't visit New Hampshire without experiencing some of the history of our country. We spent several hours exploring Strawberry Bank, which is this really cool outdoor living museum of these centuries-old homes and gardens. It was like stepping back into the 1700s as we peeked into bedrooms and outhouses. We wondered what would it have been like to cook over an open fire in the kitchen. We were shocked to see a co-sleeping bassinet with really very little difference to today's cribs. We imagined the lives of these first citizens of our nation. Now, near the end of our visit, we entered a home built in the early 18th century. From the outside, it looked like all the other refurbished homes that we had already explored. On the inside, though, it was completely different. The museum had purposefully left it almost completely untouched. Peeling layers of paint, half a dozen wallpaper patterns, and exposed beams told a fascinating story. The smell of age made it difficult to fully breathe. We gripped the shaky stair rail and spent only a few minutes in the creaky upstairs before we slowly made our descent. The lack of renovations gave an intriguing narrative of this home. Births and deaths, laughter and tears, arguments and harmony, beautiful upgrades and bad design choices, hope and fear. The walls had seen it all. I sensed a vulnerability in this home absent in the other renewed structures around it, and yet it was my favorite of all that we explored that day. I haven't been able to shake the parallel between that old house and my tendency to shine myself up in order to impress. Even my quote-unquote vulnerability can be carefully curated to give the impression of openness while holding back the ugliest parts of my heart. Can I say something kind of blunt? I think true openness is virtually impossible online. It's too easy to pick and choose the sins we confess. It's too easy to 
filter our mess. We love to hashtag keep it real while downplaying the damaging effects of our brokenness. Is there someone in your life who regularly sees and shares the ugly, peeling parts of your heart? Is there a safe person who's proven her trustworthiness over time? Do you share your shortcomings to a friend who allows you to vent, but will eventually point your heart back to the truest friend of all? The Jesus-following life was not designed to be led in isolation or behind shiny masks. Galatians 6 illustrates the tension and the balance between personal accountability and community support. Listen to what it says. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work. And then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor, for each will have to bear his own load. We are multifaceted people. We process thousands of emotions each day. We carry dozens of burdens as we navigate this broken world. We're formed by stories and scars. We will each be held accountable for our sins and our response to the gospel of Jesus. However, community is vital to our growth too. We can truly answer the call to bear each other's burdens only when we share the ripped wallpaper and broken beams of our own heart. Painting a shiny veneer over our true struggles only looks good for a time. We fulfill our calling to holiness by returning over and over to the accomplishments of Jesus and pointing our friends in that direction too. Vulnerability for vulnerability's sake is worthless. Openness without gospel-shaped hope is ineffective and will never bring lasting change. Transparency allows us to look beyond the ugly and see the beautiful tapestry God is weaving with the thread of His grace. And we look forward to the day when His ultimate restoration is finally complete. It's good to be back with you after a few months off, and I'm hoping as we get into kind of more of a regular schedule once again, I'll be able to write a little more often. If you would be in prayer for me, I have a couple upcoming events that I'm speaking at. I would just love your prayers and support as I hope to bring gospel hope to the women that I speak to. Because of that, again, things might be a little hit and miss here, but we'll try to get back into the swing of things as soon as possible. In the meantime, feel free to connect with me on any of my social media accounts. You can find those over at dishesanddoctrine.com. You can also subscribe to the blog there, and that way whenever a new blog post or podcast episode comes out, you can get that right to your inbox. I hope you're having a great fall so far, and we'll talk to you soon.